From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. You should drill me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening on episode 253 of the Soda Pod. How's it going, Hoppy? Man, holidays come and gone yet again. State <laughs> hockey tournament. Until you witness it, Isha, you won't understand and you'll probably scoff at my comments, which is totally fair and understandable. Just know that you're eventually going to apologize to me when you go. Well, I'm not scoffing. I I, I don't, I can't empathize it's, it's, with it's it. It's no world juniors, but it's okay, I guess. <laughs> I've never said that. <laughs> I know that's what you're thinking. Um, You know, maybe, but I want to be proven wrong. And also... 18,000 plus people for high school hockey is one of the most amazing and beautiful things I've ever seen. And like, I haven't experienced a lot, but seeing the pictures, seeing the videos, seeing everyone talk about it, seeing our friends in Minnesota, just, you know, going from one day talking about Minnesota wild, this, this, and that to just being so happy for not even the team that they were rooting for necessarily in the, in the tourney, but like just fucking the, the game and spectacle that it was. And I mean that I didn't watch the, the, the final game there, but I saw some of the highlights again on social media and i just i heard and from everyone was saying it was a hell of a game and we'll get into that a little bit uh, on this episode too for sure that yeah i think you said enough there christmas for for you in minnesota there i, I understand it because in canada again we we feel that same feeling around world juniors but i i, I imagine when i go i'm gonna you know nod my head and go okay this is yeah i understand what you guys are talking about this is completely different level um just so everyone knows this episode today we're recording it before the wild game because we're doing a watch along on our youtube channel so if you haven't already subscribe to our youtube channel like the videos it helps us tremendously we're putting a bunch of our soda pod uh, podcast content on our youtube channel as well as you know some vlogs coming up because i will be actually visiting minnesota in a couple weeks here so we'll be doing a lot of content banking a lot of content a lot of vlog content a lot of brewery content every saturday we have the brew tube uh, beer-based content. So just so much coming out on the SodaPod YouTube channel. So again, back to the podcast today, though, in episode 253, we're kind of winging it because we're not really going to set up a wild game that when you're listening to this on Monday already happened. We'll talk a little bit about the state of the wild right now leading up into trade deadline. We'll preview a little bit what we got coming up on Wednesday. But this is kind of a free-flowing episode. We'll talk some high school hockey. We'll talk about what we're drinking on tap here. But I want to start off the show by highlighting, and we forgot to talk about it last week, Hop, because we had so much shit going on, like, hockey wise there was a fucking house about two blocks from this office in nanaimo british columbia that blew up and the explosion was so big that the complete other side of town of nanaimo heard the bang my window almost shattered and i'm i'm at least like a 10 minute drive away from the spot and it even read on the seismograph locally we all thought it was an earthquake and or like lightning striking turned out this isn't official but it's unofficially official by the locals you know meth meth lab uh gas leak boom there's still shit and i'm not like two blocks away from the office with just stuff in trees there's like couch cushions in like the the, the phone the telephone wires because it's still an ongoing investigation absolute crazy i was playing halo i was playing halo with shane so like boom everything shook and i'm like Yo, Shane, do you hear that? And he's like, oh, yeah, someone just slammed a door in my building. I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that was not Dang. someone slamming a door. And then Dylan starts texting me. I start going on Twitter. Dude, I will share on our SodaPod account, just for reference to this, in case Hoppy clips this, or people are watching back on YouTube. Someone got it. Um, 
the not the actual house exploding with their uh security camera because that security camera would have been long gone if it was in that vicinity but like a few a few blocks away they got the flash and the sound and it was even on just like uh, on twitter on like a tiny little video screen that thing like makes your hand rumble it was insane so anyways just excite me here on vancouver on as we open the show as that was uh something we don't see every day here that is definitely different yeah i can't say that i've had that I remember uh, when everything was going on um, in Syria with like ISIS and stuff in like 2011. I had one of my friends. He's he's very much into politics. He's very much uh, sometimes paranoid about the state of the world. And I remember we were out like uh, having some fun with the hippie lettuce down on the beach. And we saw a lightning and thunderstorm in Vancouver. So like it was clear where we were, but a little cloudy over there. And he legit thought that they were being bombed. <laughs> so I texted him right away. I'm like, you OK? He's like, I know it wasn't the Russians. I'm like, OK. That's good. <laughs> anyway, so excitement here on uh, Vancouver. We're always waiting for that earth. Apparently, there's an earthquake copy that's going to end us all. That's going to happen at any time. That that's you know it could happen any day. So whenever us, there's a- us all on the island or us all in the world. Sorry, just all us on the island here. Wow. Like it, we're a hot spot for either a volcano or a massive tsunami anytime. <laughs> so you know it's a smart place and, to live and pay so a premium any- to live. <laughs> So anytime that there's like a massive, you know, explosion locally or something like that, uh, it gets us on edge a little bit. So Minnesota just has really cold winters for like two months and then the occasional tornado. It's really Mm -hmm. it. Uh, No one was uh, was killed. No one was in the house, lucky enough. And and nearby houses just had some um, injuries from like glass shattering and stuff like that so that's so that's good for something again like i know you don't a lot of people and we'll get to the hockey talk here but and i was a pretty pretty big spot for people to like hear it the complete other side of town it was just it was mind <laughs> mind-boggling so anyways excitement right. here uh at the soda pod uh headquarters in canada anyways anyways so yeah excitement here anything exciting on your uh your weekend besides <laughs> high school hockey nothing exploded so that's good um i was gonna i was gonna try to make a hockey reference there i was like oh, did one of the college teams like explode on the score sheet no, no it's too corny anyways <laughs> we'll get into the soda pot or into um we are in the soda pot. we'll get into the hoppy hour here momentarily just want to give a quick shout out to our friends at seventh avenue pizza if you haven't already folks try the meat sauce pizza because it whales follow them at seventh ave pizza to stay current on where you can grab yours get you some seventh ave today especially watching some college hockey playoffs yeah and of course that our near dear saint cloud husky fans you probably need something to wash down those sorrows what better than mark Parrish's own recipe of vodka you can do it straight if you were degenerate you might want to throw it in with a bloody if you're having it for sunday watching leading up here to the miko koivu retirement ceremony which funny enough ties back to mark Parrish because the only reason Koivu <laughs> wore number nine is because Parrish made him. That's fun. Anyways, go get yourself some Northland vodka. There you go. Uh, reminder, just some show notes. Every Tuesday, Judd's Buds, get your prospect fix here on the Soda Pod uh, feed. Every Wednesday, Hoppy and I usually jump jump on and talk about you know what's going on throughout the week. We'll feature some guests, either brewery guests or hockey guests on the Wednesday slot. Every Thursday, we have our Minnesota uh, wild collaboration podcast episode as well as the brewery travels podcast if you're a fan of craft beer on a separate feed then every friday get your college fix 
MNCAA, hosted by Nick Maxson, every Friday on the SodaPod podcast feed. Again, all the videos and uh, a bunch more SodaPod video content is on YouTube, so subscribe and like the SodaPod, and give us a follow on social media, Twitter and Facebook, at the SodaPod. Last but not least, the SodaPod and the Hockey Podcast Network are proudly powered by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use promo code THPN for sign-up bonus And if you're a regular user, plug that promo code in for a weekly deal. On the other side, I've already dove into mine, and it's it's unbelievable. Let's get to the hoppy hour here in episode 253 of the Soda Pod. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. You're all hopped out? I'm jumping into it, hoppy. I'm taking the reins. This is... The Old Yale Brewing Co. Now, I don't think I've actually had an Old Yale Brewing on the soda pod. I've had one of their beers long time ago. It was a lager. It was fine. It was nothing special. Holy fuck, it's too too bright in here. Noted. But the Old Yale Brewing Co. Sasquatch Stout. Coffee, chocolate, and mystery. So I don't know what the mystery flavor is. You can't really see the can or not the can, the bottle. It's just a, it's, it's a gray Sasquatch. Um... Voted best beer in Canada for 2014. Our Sasquatch Stout is smooth with notes of chocolate, espresso, and dark roasted malt. Uh, match our Sasquatch Stout with a steak, oysters, or even chocolate cake. So there you go. This is It's truly incredible. And again, like maybe two years ago when I wasn't drinking stouts before meeting Hoppy here, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, it's thick. It's rich. It's beautiful. Sounds good. I'm still worried about mystery flavor. Me too. It's it's not sweet at all. Again, I love yeah. the 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 coffee and and chocolate espresso as well. Uh, notes that that don't rely on you know sugar <laughs> or a sweetener. That just like when those flavors can carry. This is truly incredible. I wish this was in a can so I could send you this next because I think you would absolutely love this, man. This is this is awesome. Um, I know the camera doesn't pick it up, but like it is it is dark. It is it is oh. unbelievable. You can kind of see it. Anyways, there you go. What do you got on tap? Yeah, so was fortunate enough to be hosted by our friends at Lupulin this week. I uh, went up for the Wednesday of Big Beer Week. Holy shit, was the beer big, Isha. I think I had one that was like 16.5%. <laughs> it nice. was fucking wild. Um, and they're already talking about how they're basically going to murder you when you get here. So I don't know. You guys keep saying you'll, that you'll word, murder. Death. You guys are saying murder, like it's not murder, it's not planned. It's just that you won't be able to handle how much booze they funnel down your throat. Well, the thing is too, like quality and quantity, because like they're yes. gonna give me some excellent beers that are like sixteen freaking percent. Well, and man, the the one that they said that they were bummed that they hadn't sent over to me, I actually had when I was there, and it was the uh, the uh, whiskey nuts aged in Woodford barrels, oh. and oh my god, was that good. Uh, but I mean, like they were talking about that on on the podcast too. They're all saying yeah. no, that's that's the one to that's the one to get. So, but well, um, I, I definitely tried several, basically whatever they gave me, because yep. my wife was nice enough to be the driver. And uh, oh, bless her soul. One of the ones that they gave us little taster samples of, and were nice enough to send me with for the show here was the opulent octopus triple ipa what a beautiful can honestly this might be marcus's best can label that he's done and that's saying a lot i was just gonna say about all the things that he's done 
but oh my goodness, such a cool logo and like brand for big beer week. But uh, this beer that the weirdest thing, Isha, my wife, like she's not big on IPAs. She does not like hoppy beers. And like they were pouring samples and handed one to her. I'm like, nah, she doesn't want that. She's like, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and she takes a taste of, you know, this delicious opulent yep. octopus. And dude, she said she loved it. I'm like, this is the hoppiest IPA that I might have <laughs> ever had. What are you talking about? I think it even says here on the can. Um, oh, it wasn't on the can. It was on the <laughs> untapped. But uh, again, triple dry hopped, triple India pale ale, 10.5% Disha. And I think they said it was like 10 pounds of hops were put into this. Wow. Just fucking Heavy. bonkers. Wow. That's, that's, but it's amazing. incredible. I, again, if you aren't a fan of like super hoppy IPAs, don't get this because I think my wife is the exception. No, well, but hey, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe actually taste she's it. like, taste it in the tap room. You never know. Yeah, maybe maybe she's like the new like the start of a case study here, you know? Ah. Like, oh, may, maybe those who actually are on like full, you know, not on that train at all, actually could appreciate something that's like over the top, much like what you're gonna try on the on the on the stream, the the electric unicorn. I thought you said you were gonna have me drink. Oh yeah, dark matter. Dark what matter, you're gonna have so eventually on the eventually, Soda Pod podcast? The yeah, it, for for me, it's more like don't get me wrong try anything and everything that you're willing to at Lupulin. But for anyone that hasn't had their great beers, I wouldn't want this to be the first one you have if that's not your go-to because I want to give you the best impression. And they have a lot of like very solid, more run-of-the-mill type IPAs that are absolutely worth trying first. But yes, anyone who wants to venture out and try a little bit heavier hitting IPA, I fully endorse this. I think it's delightful. What else stood out? For them? Yeah, yeah, from from Lupulin that you, that you tried. Dude, it was all good. I'm actually, this is really good podcasting here. I'm just going to pull up my untapped. Hey, and I can reference. just give you it's the full reference. rundown. Um, I should have looked at it earlier, but, you know, again, yeah, it's a so podcast. We're, we're uh, just really good podcasters here. I want I wanted him to read it out verbatim. That was the plan all along. That's why I gave, I, I said at the beginning of the show, we're just kind of, we're just kind of winging it on this one. We had a, a loose outline of what we wanted to talk about, but no notes whatsoever. Very loose. Um, all Very right. Loose. So everything that I had, and then I'll run it back to what was my favorite. Um, or this one would have probably been our boy Joey's favorite. The coconut vanilla demigod. Oh, which oh yeah, the, the demigod is what I had the two. Well, sorry. The, I had two different barrel gods. And demigod is just a little twist on the variation of barrel god. Um, whiskey nuts, Manhattan, which I can't explain it, man. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> I, I sit down and I ask, uh, Justin and the crew that we're all drinking with us, ask them, uh, what the whiskey nuts Manhattan is like. They said, it tastes like an old fashioned. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we kind of, yeah, whatever. Don't ask questions. <laughs> uh, but interesting. That one was actually, interesting. I, that one was actually surprisingly good. I like that okay. a lot, but my favorite hands down. Whiskey Nuts 2022 Woodford Reserve. Um, it was interesting, too, because, like, it was a little bit sweeter and boozier, but, like, it wasn't, like, overpowering flavor by any means, which, dude, for how strong it was, let's see, what was it? Oh, it doesn't say here. I thought it would show me the percentage on that one. Um, tried a taster of the Opulent Octopus, which, again, I've already told you how great yep. that was. 
And then I had a vintage whiskey demigod, which that was the one that was like a 16.5 percenter. Ooh. Dude, I rated that one really high too. That one and the Woodford were definitely my top two. Nice. But like, I again, didn't have anything bad. And I know they've released a ton of good ones since we were there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just sad that I never knew about this event prior. <laughs> hey, well, now you know, and now everyone who listens to the Soda Pod, if you ha- if you don't already know, you know from last week and the week before oh, us man. talking about and promoting it, um, you, you now know for the future, and it's unbelievable. Go support yeah. Lupulin. E- even outside of Big Beer, we go support the folks at Lupulin. Oh, for Unbelie- sure. Unbelievable staff, unbelievable people, unbelievable beer. And, and uh, you can yeah, find them pretty much any liquor store in the Twin Cities, by and large. Um, obviously, some are going to have better selection than others, but like across styles, you cannot miss. They they do very good with everything that they're putting out there. Before we you know move to the next segment, talk a l- just a little bit about the Minnesota Wild, as we'll have more of a Minnesota Wild and NHL heavier episode on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to talk mostly about the the state tournament before we end things off here. But before we flip the page out of this segment, I just want I just want to throw this out there. I know this is kind of mean. I know it's 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 a it's a hard question, but that's what makes it a good question. Who? Wh- what's the better? What's the better can art, Drecker or Lupulin? And and I pose that I I, you, I don't need an I don't need an answer. I'm just posing that to our <laughs> listeners and I'm posing that to, to Hoppy just to to ponder over. And maybe at the end of the day, it's just a style. Maybe you like more of Lupulin's style. Uh, you know, f- you kind of, kind of, I guess, more eccentric versus Drekkers, which is a little bit more dark, right? Eerie. Um, they're both incredible. And, you know, taking nothing away from, you know, like even some here on the West Coast, I talk about Phillips and some of the other great breweries. But those two, for me thus far, you know, covering you know various uh, breweries on this podcast, you know, almost yeah. 300 episodes now. Those two stand out. Those two stand out for sure. Yeah. And uh, obviously we'll cover this time and time again because Isha is obsessed with the can art. And I know we're probably planning this summer on finally doing the next <laughs> extension of, uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, uh, for me, it's situational, right? Because if you're talking just like on the can, like what looks good, what's going to get you to grab it off the shelf. For me, I think Lupulin does a better job of like, kind of like showing the flavor of the beer and like almost like giving you that mouthwatering appeal with their label on a lot of their beers. Whereas I would say Drecker, I'm far more inclined to get that as a tattoo. Right? I was just, I was just going like, to say, I, I kind of want to get a, 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 like a Drecker tattoo when I'm in Minnesota. Yeah. Like, like I their, actually their <laughs> art is sweet and it's like it, it, like you said, it is dark, but it's if eerie. anyone hasn't uh, watched the, actual tap room tour that i did with mark which uh hand up that's my fault took way too long for us to get up on the youtube channel since i did it to end of november but it turned out uh, incredible though so go check it out everybody. yeah go check it out and uh he does mention though that like they're not dark they aren't obsessed with death it's more about living the life your life to the fullest so that by the time you meet the reaper like you don't have any regrets you didn't miss anything Um, And they do do a really good job, both breweries of like having their brand and sticking to it, but then having little curveballs that they'll throw from time to time. You've got the fashion mullet, obviously, for um, Lupulin being a a regular one, which I I talked about a a little pivot that they should do next year for that, that they seemed really interested in, Isha, that 
lots of beer storming that was happening there and they, oh, they liked some ideas I'm, I'm working my way towards getting into the bradham's board we'll see if i can Ooh. get in but uh you, you see they're, they're both really good but i would say as far as like i see it on the shelf what am i going to reach for eileen lupulin which one is just like crazier design that i'm gonna like i'm not a tattoo person but if i was gonna get a tattoo shit Drecker fits the bill. That's so funny you say that because like I don't have any tattoos. I've come close a few times. My my younger sister, like she's covered head to toe. I shouldn't say head yet, but my close, brother. But close. And I was honestly thinking, like, depending on how many beers we have, that I might just like be a Drecker and you know, look around and be like, you know what? Full sleeve of that, I'm down, and then just go get her get her done in, in St. Paul. I don't so think we'll that's uh like you just turn around and do that the next day kind of thing, but maybe. I mean Brandon Ricky, host of the the Skates and Plates podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, he's got a story about a buddy of his in Vegas who did just that. So yeah, it's and, probably hey. not a Drecker mural. No, uh, he wanted something <laughs> to do with the Boston Bruins, and there was from ear down to fingertip, and there was no Boston Bruins featured at all. The poor guy. Oh boy. Yeah, that's rough. And then they were banned from the Flamingo. But anyways, back to hockey, back on track here. Let's uh, talk a little bit of Minnesota Wild, and then we will dive right into the Minnesota State Tournament as it uh, just wrapped up this weekend. You listen to the Soda Pod episode 253. Hoops fans. Wow. Uh, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs. 360 windmill good. Yep. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Do it right now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get 150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-797-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text hope new york 467369. All right, so because Hoppy was watching the state tournament and because I was helping a fucking friend move, I love you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> didn't watch as much wild hockey the last time. The, the, the last few days as uh, as we probably should have, you know, doing a Minnesota Wild podcast. But hey, Hoppy doing his due diligence, you know, with, with Minnesota hockey. Anyways, uh, quickly, the Minnesota Wild defeat the Rangers. So Hoppy, you must be happy about that because you were like going into that game. You're like, not sold on the Rangers yet, you know, but we didn't know how to call it because the Rangers have been winning games and surprising people. But the better team won in this one, right? I mean, how much did Garen pay to not have Shesterkin start? I know, and I saw on Twitter people were going crazy about that. Absolutely well, crazy. Like, so, luck of the draw there. Very fortunate. It's what the Wild needed, and that was a, a big spark. Like, you were hoping that they were going to take that and run with it, which, I don't know. I 
I saw very few pieces of the upcoming games, but based on what I saw on Twitter and some of the highlights I saw, like you would have expected more against the the caliber of opponents that they had the next two days, but it was really good to see them go out and take care of business against the Rangers, regardless of who they had in that. That, that was exactly no great, great point there. And they did just that. Like they were the better team in that game. Talking about the Red Wings though, a team much like the New Jersey devils in the beginning of the season, hopping hoppy more so than I, you know, in fairness, you know, highlight, you know, the core of this team, these young guys, they're really got something special here. And when things, you know, when they're, when they're playing to the best of their abilities, actually these teams are low key, a little scary. Detroit went on a run early. Uh, New Jersey was upsetting some teams left, right and center out of the gate. Now both of the teams kind of coming back down to earth. And again, it's, it's a long season, right? And these are both young teams, both developing teams, but Detroit as of late has just been getting their ass kicked. So for the wild, not to take, the momentum that they gained from the Rangers game and to just apply it to the to the Red Wings game was a little concerning as they should have got they, they should not let the Red Wings escape with a point. It should not have gone to shootout. It should not have been a six five victory at if the if end of the if day. If Nadelkovich scores on himself, you should probably win by a couple. Right. So I, that I was, did see that. <laughs> I didn't even want to bring that up. That was that was, <laughs> that a, do- was, that was a dog. That was incredible. It was a dog. It was a fucking dog of a game. It was a dog of a game. All day Friday when I'm out at the state tournament and like running into people I know and they're like, we'll talk lightly about the wild. The first thing they'd bring up every time was, dude, that Red Wings goalie. How did he do that? That's incredible. It's crazy. Um, I think even Janner was uh, from the World Hockey Report was 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 tweeting it. <laughs> he was like, great shot or bad uh, or, or bad uh, bumblefuck or something like that. I think it was an incredible shot. Yeah, oh, of course, that's what I voted too. Um, and then finally, the Columbus Blue Jackets game, which I honestly think the Wild played, for the most part, a very good game. It was just, where the fuck was the scoring? That that was the thing. It was like They were mesmerized by those beautiful, beautiful jerseys. <laughs> honestly, that's probably that's probably it. Dude, if, that... if the Wild could steal that jersey in a heartbeat, I would. Actually, no, here's here's my take when we before we get into uh, a deeper dive in high school hockey, Prior Lakes jerseys, aside from like I don't know about the like sublimated graphics on the bottom of the jersey, but that jersey setup was beautiful. Um, a really dark navy with the the yellow accents. And I think with the wild, if you take both the green and the wheat and you do both versions of that, like that should be your home and away with oh, that shit. color this is layout. Nice. It's beautiful, man. Damn. Yeah, that's sick. Like, I fully, fully endorse the Wild using that, stealing it, and having good jerseys for the first time in franchise history. I'm I'm all for that as well. Um, again, back to about shootout games for the Wild. They were successful in one. They they gave the other one to the Columbus Blue Jackets, which which by the way, like the Blue Jackets are they're an interesting they're an interesting team. Um like nothing really stands out, but they play pretty structured. Like there's they're 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 a boring team right now, I'd say, but like they gave the wild a run for their money as far as like just shutting them down. Where the wild, like they 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 didn't make a lot of mistakes, they just couldn't score. They just could not score. Who started for them that game? Um, I honestly forget. Here, let me click it here. For Columbus, that is. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. But you're right though, they are not. Where's a Lincoln's? Bad Where's team? Lincoln's? Oh, it was Mercy Higgins. Okay. I and mean, 94 that, save percentage in that game. So, like, he he played out of his mind. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, again, apologies. I did not watch that game at all because I was out all day watching high school hockey on Friday. But As you should have, you know, so. But uh, Columbus is not a bad team. 
They're no. always a team that is going to be competitive. They're never a team that should beat you, but if you don't bring it, they will. I know like different, uh, different coach, pretty much different roster, but I mean, proof's in the pudding with the Tampa Roster's Bay not... Lightning. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like Columbus storylines. I mean, even, even in that stage, they overlooked the team. They got fucking spanked. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm really interested to see what happens with line a too, because that yeah. dude has been fucking torched lately. It's insane. The, is he willing to stay there if they hand him the bag? Because they absolutely should. If he's willing. I'm just I mean, not sure where he's at. Like, he's just a like the weirdest case study. He's, I was just gonna say he's such a case study. Like, such a goal scorer at the NHL level. Like, through and through. Like, there's there's nothing else there. But there's just so much. Like, it kind of like we used to see with Fiala before he got on board with Boldy. And I'm not just saying the beginning of this season, right? Like, you saw tons of hot cold of Kevin Fiala. Yeah. And Patrick Line is that to the nth degree like he's way streakier and way more skilled and it's just like you don't know what to expect from him on any given night yeah well like fiala was like warm and then like cold where line a is like fucking siberia freezing or like center of the earth hot like it's it's, it's just a it higher ceiling and way lower floor and it's it's crazy yeah but at good for 42 them like, points. 42 points 22 goals and 40 games right now like you said he's he's crushing it and that's after like kind of like Fiala having a really slow start and seeing yep. lots of ups and downs. But dude is a fucking dude. I, he, honestly, he might have the second best shot in the NHL behind Matthews. He might. Buddy, he, he has the best suit game in the NHL right now. And, Ma <laughs> and Matthews nah, is nah. behind him. Hey, no, I'll, I'll stand with Z on this. Fuck you. Pasternak. Oh, uh, okay, well, actually, this that's a good poll question. Out of past Pasternak, uh, Matthews, and Line, who's the best suit game? They're all pretty good. Gotta have a fourth option. Do we have to? Like, is there we'll a fourth one. option? We'll find one. Okay, we'll find one, but like I'll I'll throw that up between. But uh yeah, that I would have expected better, but hey, we came out of it with Markstrom. Sorry, three, Markstrom, three Markstrom's got a good suit. Games. It's all right. I just I had to say it because it just came to me out of my there's like he had a Bond villain style suit the other night, and I was like, holy fuck, dude. Having one good suit doesn't make you have a good suit game. No, but start just look at him and, and see if you'll no, he'll no. who who has just an outrageously bad suit game that we can put in and see if people give him like trolling votes. That's what we need to come oh, up with. We'll work on it. Okay, that's good. That's um good. <laughs> but yeah, end of the day, Wild pulled out three points out of those two games. Like you'll take it on paper, but I'm really interested to see what we get tonight or yesterday for those listening out of the wild against you know, what could end up being a team that bounces them from the playoffs, right? Like they're fighting with Dallas and Nashville for their lives. Yeah. And this is a, it's, it's an emotional game for some, but there's also a ton of players on this roster that didn't play with Koivu, right? So you're hoping that that's not too much of a pushback. And I'm actually, Looking right now, they've got the the ceremony ready to start. Oh, Spurgeon looks a little emotional, but he'll he'll figure it out. Um, but Isha, what would you do if instead of coming out and having the jersey retired, Koivu came out full gear and literally inked on the spot a league minimum contract to be the Fogo for the Wild? Oh, I that would be you're, you're a lacrosse guy, so you know what Fogo means. 
it would be the best fucking it'd be the best thing that the wild could do as far as you know getting the fans hyped getting the team hyped and just man like imagine the storyline nhl wide it would be unreal well dude imagine like you could make that work where he's like technically like you know the the 12th forward but all you do is use him for penalty kill and literally go out there and win important faceoffs whenever it's not Eck centering. So he literally takes the faceoffs for Goudreau and for Hartman, and he gets the fuck off the ice as soon as it makes sense. Yeah, and I mean he's the first one in for the e bug. So there. You I go. guess I guess we should say too for everyone uh, that isn't a lacrosse fan, uh, lacrosse is like the one sport where you've got just some really interesting specialized positions, and for. 95% of lacrosse teams, if you're taking the face-off, FOGO stands for face-off, get off. You literally win the face-off and get it to your team, and then you run for the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. A, it a, was hon- The first time I played lacrosse, I was so confused by that concept. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that that's your position, yep. <laughs> like, wait, so this guy's just going to take the face-off, and then he's done playing. Like, hey, yep. More important position than a punter. Just saying. Dude, it, oh when you watch college lacrosse, people don't understand like they'll, it's a fun game aesthetically to watch. Like it, it matches a lot of what people see with like, it's kind of taking the speed and stylistic play of hockey, but applying it to soccer, like having the bigger field, having open space and, and and the shot clock of a basketball. Right. So it's, you have to run. Makes sense, man. I think that needs to be applied to the three on three overtime personally. But oh, that's a different yes. topic. Well, yes. I've been, I've been saying like that for that. a while, man. I like that's, that. But uh end of the day, it's it's what if you have that bad a face-off, guys, and you can just have Miko Koivu take every face off and know that like he's gonna responsibly either join the play if needed, or if there's an opportunity, or if he needs to play defense, or he's gonna get the fuck off and you're gonna get the guy out. Like I it's an interesting concept, kind of like what we talked about with Ovechkin, right? Where yeah. he would literally just play yep. for the next 10 years and just be a power play specialist. Literally only goes out for the power play. That'd be so cool. That would be unbelievable. And it's funny too, because uh, just quickly on the lacrosse topic before we, we end things off talking some high school hockey and wrap things up there. Uh, our local team, or I guess I shouldn't say our local team anymore because Nanaimo has a team in the, in the Western Lacrosse Association, uh, the summer league out here. But Victoria, my team, the Shamrocks, which, by the way, first time in two years, the league is back this summer. Shamrock shake, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, the Victoria Shamrocks, they, I, I believe he's still on the roster. They've had, they've had this player on their team for like over 10 years, and all he does is fight. And every year he dies, he has a mohawk, shaves the sides of his head, and every year he dies at some other neon color. I mean, he's running out of colors at this point, and it's just unbelievable. I think he's in his 40s now. All throughout college and even before the guy, you know, and I know it's like, in, in the NHL, fighters would still be on the ice for the most part, if not in the 90s, right? In the 2000s, at least, like, yeah. they, they were still on the ice. This guy, he didn't play. He ran on, <laughs> he ran in and just fist fought kicked, and then got kicked out. And it was incredible. And honestly, half the half the jerseys with names on them were, were his because he just was, like, a hero in, in Victoria. So, Man. anyways, yeah, fucking love lacrosse. Now, now, let's stay positive on this because we've both, you know, had our opinion stated on the event that's happening here today, the the retiring of Miko Koivu's jersey. Super cool for him. Like, a guy that has dedicated his life to this organization and been here 
almost the entirety of it. Yep, the Wild's um, most popular and famous player. I think that's still up for debate to an extent, but okay. Um, no, but at, at the end of the day, like it, I'm the person that has to like be rational at all times, right? Like his first handful of years in the league, I was so pissed that people didn't give him respect. And then as soon as he earned the respect and everyone thought that he was a first line center for the wild, I'm like, all right, you all need to calm the fuck down. But at the end of the day, great leader, like great two-way player probably didn't get enough recognition league wide, which like we all know that NHL awards are a joke. Shout yep. out Mike Sullivan. But uh, <laughs> end of the day, like this is a guy that's given everything to the org and fans by and large seem to be really excited about it. So what the fuck do I like? Good for him. It's exciting yep. to have it added to the rafters. I just wish Isha, I fucking wish they would take down the wild fans banner when they do this. If they do that, <laughs> then I will be a hundred percent for the Koivu retiring. And I'll still stand by this though. I'm not happy that he went to the blue jackets by any means. I know that pisses people off, but you're the happy with behind that sweater. Me is the best Jersey he has ever worn. It's beautiful. And every wild Jersey has been disappointing. Fight me, fight me. I love it. You know what they should do because they're playing the Preds tonight. They should just say, you know what? We're taking this stupid ass, you know, Preds like banner we have up there and we're replacing it with Koivu and we're taking that fans one down never to be seen again because we don't want to stoop to Nashville banner level when the Nashville Predators are there tonight at Excel. There you go. That's what they should do. (laughs) Now that brings up a good point that we'll have to, I don't know if we do a poll or what we do, but there's been a lot of jerseys retired this year, like seven. Oh, I haven't even been keeping track. Like, well, dude, I thought it was like three or four, and I looked it up, and it's seven. <laughs> so, who, the, who else? Who else? Um, I'll have to pull up the list, but I know. So, obviously, we've got the most recent ones being Rene and Nash. Right. Um, we had Pronger. Right. Oh, legendary. Fucking slamming dude. the Bud Light. Oh, my people, God. People do not respect him as much as they should he's well no no a legend he's so it's because he like he he uh he was almost like a scott steven scumbag you know because of some of his antics so i get I why care. people don't like him you know no, when you try to take out when you try to take out someone's achilles i get it like <laughs> oh here comes miko koivu game on but uh let's see those um willie o'ree was one um right yeah man uh, yeah I there's a couple no, more of them right, well, i'd, I'd have to, to i'd have to pull it up but End of the day, like, where would you rank all of those? I think that's going to be the, the post that we make from Soda Pod. Where do you rank these retirements? That's, yeah, well, that's, that's a great, um, that's a great conversation to have with, with the, all of our listeners and, and those on wild Twitter. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know the co-view, you know, ceremony starting and obviously you, I'm going to let you, we're all going to watch it here. So let, let's finish off the podcast recording here before we jump on this watch along for the, the Nashville Predators. Again, everyone, uh, if you're listening to this, the watch along happened. Uh, we do them every Sunday on game days. So join us, the Soda Pod YouTube channel. Uh, every non-game day, we do a two hour talk show. So join us for that. But let's wrap up the show and talk about, well, like you said, Christmas for those in Minnesota the Minnesota high school state tournament last Wednesday. We gave our predictions. Obviously I, I don't follow high school hockey in Minnesota. I, I joined in for the fun. Uh, I gave some pretty hot takes, you know, hoppy was laughing at, at most of them went with the underdogs on a lot of the picks, but uh, hoppy, how did we do? How did we do? And how, and how was the tournament this year overall? Dude, a lot of underdogs won. And it was funny because I, uh, our double a 
post didn't get a whole lot of traction. So I was like one of two or three that even commented on it, but my comment didn't post right away. So I did make a quick tweak that actually hurt me, but um, someone commented right away. Oh, there's no way that you thought prior Lake was going to do anything before this game. Like I absolutely thought the prior Lake was going to beat Creighton, but I had them listed as third. And after that game, I bumped them up to second because they <laughs> looked dude, bump looked electric. Um, I, it's going to be interesting to see if he maintains his commitment. He is committed currently Isha to play for Vermont, which Ooh. is very untraditional for yeah. a player that good from Minnesota. I hope he does. Do go and try and be the next Martin St. Louis for them. Right. Like, yeah. I was just going to say you like your Vermont because of that guy. Well, I, Vermont's also a pretty cool place to be. Not, I've heard good things. Not, not going to lie. But, uh, man, good beer, awesome tournament. I, I will say that there was two games that were a little underwhelming on the Friday that I always go. And, uh, one of them actually kept my attention, <laughs> which I didn't think it would, but Hermantown pretty much threw the beat down on Alexandria and Alexandria actually scored a couple, like 30 seconds into the game <laughs> and took the one zero lead. At the end of the second period, I think it was six to one, and the shots Ooh. were like thirty-five to three. So <laughs> that got out of hand. That's like a quick. that's like a Canada Latvia. Dude, tell you game what, there. like people think that I hate Hermantown and stuff because I talk about them going up to Double A. Uh, Veach. Oh yeah, I saw that. I read through trust the whole Veach uh, forum. <laughs> but it's it's not even that, man. Like nothing but respect for the community, for the players, dude. What I watched them do, I don't care if it was against a single-A or double-A opponent. Dude, their power play was a fucking machine. Literally, there was nothing you could do. It was just sit back and just fucking take it. Um, for me, if they didn't play a double-A schedule, I'd be like, oh, good for them. They're just going to keep dominating. But the fact that they play more double-A games than single-A that's where it kind of like rubs me the wrong way that you're going to like go out and play that schedule and actually do really well in that competition and then be like, all right, now we're going to go back and just like have our automatic bid to go yeah. play in the single A tournament. Like I can't imagine some of the players don't like that too, but I'm sure some of them love it. So it, it dude, at the end of the day, it's their decision, their community, whatever I'm, they have the right to stay single A and I have the right to heckle and judge them for it. Like, at the end of the day, though, incredible program. Community's insane. Uh, we actually played against them my junior year of high school. That was like the first year building their dynasty where they literally went undefeated and won the tourney. But it's funny, too. Like, you don't realize it because of how much they dominate historically. But out of the last 18 seasons, they have made it to the state championship game 12 times. Jeez. Only won it four times, though, Isha. Only won it four times. So maybe there's an argument to be said where, hey, maybe they stay and, you know, they haven't fully proven themselves. But I personally selfishly want to see them double A because I think it would be such a cooler story if they could go and make the tournament as a double A program and make the run with that small of a team, that small of a community. Like I would be the biggest Hermantown supporter if they said that they were going double A. Like I'd jump on the bandwagon, scream with Max, be best <laughs> friends. But until then, I guess we'll argue, even though again, it's no disrespect to the players, the organization. I just it's a little soft in my opinion. That's all. Um, but the first game 
best single-way game that I've ever watched. It was War Road against Matamidi. First period, War Road fucking bent them over. Second period, Matamidi was their fucking daddy. Third period was kind of boring because both of them were like kind of just like trying to play the safe game and yeah, not yeah, fuck yeah. up because it was four to four and ended up being a great overtime winner. But, uh, dude, for the championship for double A, which I just saw on TV, literally the three best players on the ice all going to UMD. So that's scary. <laughs> Damn. That is not great. Not great. So there you go, Veach. You can smile that, about that. Oh, he <laughs> he was he was DMing me the entire time about it. And it was actually funny. I asked him, I'm like, so who do I need to know besides the plants? He's like, watch number two, dude. Sick. And the first like half of the first period, I actually thought he looked kind of shitty. And I was about to message him <laughs> right before he goes down and has a great play and then ends up putting up like three points that game. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> actually, no, I think it was four points. Jeez. But he dude, he actually he actually looked like their best player. He was cool. sick. Um, but then double A, we had the the disappointing game. I thought that Maple Grove and Prior Lake was gonna be such a good game, and dude, Prior Lake was never really in it. They really weren't from the start. Ended up getting chintzy, lots of hacking. Dude, Alex Bump, who again, filthy player, gonna go to Vermont, we think. I've seen plenty of players decommit though. He was literally just like teeing off, just swinging the stick around all game because he was frustrated. And Maple Grove was every bit dominant in that game. Um, but oh man, watching Andover take down Hill Murray was such a good game. And of course, it's always the last game. So at that point, we're running on fumes. <laughs> like uh, we were struggling. We were struggling to keep it going. But Man, Andover ends up winning the championship over Maple Grove in an incredible overtime game. They had such a gutty, gritty performance the entire tournament. Dude, I I didn't think they were even going to advance past the first round because Moorhead was a really strong four seed against their five. Dude, the entire time, Andover was just like, they weren't the biggest team if you look at like their roster top to bottom, but they played big. And okay. that number 12, Thorson, I not a big guy, but the way that he just was always in the mix every time they were going up ice on a rush, I, I know it's not the case, but I felt like it was always him carrying the puck. He was always getting in the middle of shit. Like that guy was in my mind, the best player of the tournament and their goalie was phenomenal. That did a lot to save him, but absolutely deserving championship for Andover. really fun to watch them do it man some of the goal celebrations that i saw from some of these kids in that last game were were legendary a few from maple grove which you know the all hair team there wow and uh no for, again from from just what i saw keeping tabs on the tournament on social media it just it sounded like it was an unreal event and, and a great game to, to cap it all off for the championship yeah man no it, it was great start to finish again that the Wednesday Thursday games are usually a little lackluster, but pretty cool tournament from the beginning. And I mean, everyone knows that's from Minnesota, like just how much this means to those kids and those communities. That just makes it all the more fun to go and watch and see the massive student sections. See, dude, Warroad and Hermantown literally bring their whole city. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so, yep. Always fun. Looking forward to next year's. Who knows? Maybe we'll convince he should have come. Hey, um, that that'll be that'll be the reason for the next trip to Minnesota. One hundred percent. There we go. go. And um, just just quick touch on college. 
your your <laughs> Beavers My soon to be playing in the CCHA championship against Mankato. If they win, they're in Isha. If they lose, yeah, they're out. Beautiful than a motherfucker. Intense, intense yeah. matchup. A lot on the line, especially because Mankato spanked them back to back. You know, just two weeks ago, I, I yeah. believe it was too. So. It would be crazy if, if Bemidji can pull it out because it's it's payback, you know, for just getting absolutely dominated, you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And I mean, just throughout the season, Mankato is the team to beat, you know, and, and not that like everyone overlooks Bemidji this year as a, as a good team. That's not the case, but no one and, and respectfully, they're not upper echelon. So it just would be an awesome story to see them defeat Mankato. Oh, for sure. And uh, and, and I, I will be watching that one from start to finish. You better believe it. Yep, and then we got Duluth pummeling St. Cloud to advance. So St. Cloud done for the regular season, but will I, I gotta imagine they're gonna be in the tournament unless something crazy happens. They'll probably be, I'd expect them to be a three seed, maybe at this point, depending on how all the other brackets play out. But either way, all the Minnesota teams you don't want to play. But Midgey showed that last year when they beat yep. Wisconsin the first round. Duluth and St. Cloud might be the most veteran teams I've seen in a while. Like skill, and I mean, I say this every year, and I, I just think it's true. The Gophers always have more skill than Duluth and St. Cloud, but they have enough skill. They have enough grit. Both have good coaching. Both play the right way, and have a lot of veteran players. Which that's the that's every year deficiency for the Gophers. They don't have veterans by and well, large. Go and Gophers lost their goalie this year too because he signed with Florida, right? The, the, yeah, and then their third stringer ends up stepping up and being their guy. He has been he's been amazing huge yeah. for them. Huge, um, Ben Myers, man. He is the leader. He is the one that has to carry them through this. Their players going and playing in the Olympics was huge for some of the guys. You know, Baby Pitlick who will someday be a Canadian with every pit lick. Um, he got to step up. Huglin got to step up, play bigger games, bigger minutes. And I think that's going to help them a lot as they go into the tournament. But dude, them against Michigan for the national championship. Wait, the big 10 championship. Sorry. I've, I'm pretty sure Michigan beat Notre Dame. Now I got to almost double check that, but whoever they play going to be a great game, but end of the day, they can lose 10, nothing. Don't give a shit. This is about the natty. That's all I care about. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, uh, we'll throw a bow and wrap up this episode here today. A lot of beer talk, a lot of hockey talk. And, uh, well, I know you're all listening to this on Monday, but go check out our YouTube channel because we're about to jump on a watch along here momentarily. Again, every Sunday that there's a wild game, we do a watch along. We'll continue to, we'll continue to do that throughout the playoffs i imagine as well uh every sunday that there's not a game day we do a two-hour live hockey talk show we still have podcasts coming out every monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday on the soda pod feed so join us there if you like what you see and hear thank you to those tuning in on google spotify and apple podcast any podcast app for that matter folks the best thing you do for us this week any week is to give us five stars on itunes and apple podcast leave us a kind review tell us what kind of beer you're drinking uh tell us your favorite moments from the state tournament we don't care just write something there helps us out tremendously go listen to our website if you're jonesing for more hockey content although you shouldn't be at this point with all this soda pod content we have the hockey podcast network.com and on your app please download any of the episodes you listen to as it just helps our business and uh like alex micheletti subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't already folks who uh work with us on the soda pod channel <laughs> 
<laughs> um, don't forget to follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. You can follow the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod, and of course the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. Signing off, I'm Ishi Jomi alongside the State of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. You good, man? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.